but it's all day. The Talk, my credo podcast. Turn this up. Dante here with my fam in the building. Nas is here. KT is here. Nas, what's going on, man? How we doing? I'm doing good. Uh, just getting ready for. Uh, God, that sounds weird, but uh, for you coming uh, th- this weekend, all right? Because you're, you're coming up here this weekend. Yes. To the great state of New York, even though I'm in Jersey, but uh, you coming through, and uh, we're gonna have some fun. I got some things lined up for us on Saturday. Uh, maybe uh, like a couple of malls or an event. And uh, you'll allow me to ask some questions and have some fun and do do what I do. And then on the 21st, uh, yeah, you're going to go do what you're going to do. All yes, right? sir. And then, uh, yeah, and we'll go from there. Hey, exactly. Exactly. I, I can't wait. We got everything. We got everything set up. Um, you know, I didn't invest in more things to, to make sure that, you know, this is a, a, a just a fun time. You know, KT, I, I got the boys. I got uh, LJ and, and, and TJ coming up with me. They're going to ride up with me. And, um, oh, okay. Well, get out. Yeah, so, you know, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, having a great time. And speaking of which, KT, how we doing, girl? What's going on with the Charlie Baltimore? I, I meant I meant to say that last last week. But, like, I see you with the Charlie Baltimore, with the Crimson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, red <laughs> is my favorite color hair to wear, mm-hmm. you know. I keep trying to convince wifey to go ahead and get the uh-huh. Charlie Baltimore, no, you know, but know she, why. but why no. not? Why no, not? I, I, I keep trying to convince. I was like, okay, maybe not like red, red, like Charlie Baltimore, maybe like, like, like you're like crimson, that little crimson red. You know no, the little bob no, right sir. there at the shoulders? Uh, no. No. What? Yeah. Like like this Mm-mm. right right there, no, shoulder sir. shoulder length, Nubian. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? You know no. what? You All know right. what? Hold on. No, no. Dante, how about this? How about this? How about you one up on her? You uh-huh. one up on KT. If the heat go to the finals, you dye your hair white as a uh what's that? As a represent what that represents oh the white hot that miami does when they yep. put the t-shirts on yep. all be all white uh t-shirts i will do that stuff i will do that i will show up looking like cisco don't don't play with me oh don't man. don't play oh, with God, me no. i definitely will listen listen i was trying to refrain from talking my ish you know what i'm saying the miami heat we we got that rematch now the same i don't see anything different happening from last year I think it's going to be a hard grinded out series, but I see Boston coming out. But Miami's just one of them underdog, anything can happen type of teams. So anything can happen. So we, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that Boston Miami rivalry just continues. 
even back from uh, the LeBron days when he was in town. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Yeah. And if they make it to the finals, if they get to the finals, absolutely. I'm going to show up here with my Cisco. With my Cisco. Might even sing no a song. No thongs, please. No thongs. Just no, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. See, I wasn't even going to go okay. there. I'll, I'll just do the Drew Hill stomp jump. <laughs> That's what I'll do. <laughs> I'll do the Tell Drew Hill stomp jump. Yep. I'll do that. <laughs> and then that's that's all I'ma give you. That's all I'ma that's give it. you. That would be, that would be more than enough. Please. Okay. Don't. Okay. Good. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Because that's I think that's all I would be capable of. Honestly, I'm not even gonna hold you. But other than that, I'm feeling good. Also, wanted to wish a belated Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, hope y'all. Thank you, mom. Yes, had a great time participating in the $32 billion that Mother's Day rev, uh, generated this year. You know, City boys up. C- city boys and city mothers up this year. You already know. <laughs> you already know. Every good city boy is a great city mom. You it's already know. a great city mom. You know what it is. Shout out to, to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. You know what I'm saying? City boys, city mothers up. I mean, but... Other than that, man, um, this this weekend, or probably mostly today, like the the latter half of yesterday and into uh, the point of we started recording this podcast, I'm not going to lie, man. I've been disappointed. I, I just had a, a, a great feeling of disappointment and just like, oh, man, just for a couple things. Because one, Janelle Monet released her new song in the video. Have y'all seen it? Just through passing. No. Okay. I've seen well, some clips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I thought there was still a chance, so I was like, all right, <laughs> let, let 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 me go see, let me go see what she been up to. It was like, all right, the ex you ain't seen in a while. All right, let me go see what's going on. Check out the new song. Check out the video, and I'm like, oh man, oh man, she is all the way in the streets man i can't i can't believe it those days of the, the the cute beautiful talented girl in the tuxedo who had a message with the dope fire music man she done gone all the way tatiana on us and i'm like oh my god man but you know for a moment there i'm like yo am i watching bet uncut right now i thought i was watching tip drill for a second because <laughs> I was surprised they had everything exposed. I'm talking about like areolas and I'm like, yo, okay. This is like softcore porn right now. And, but that's, that's the vibe she's on right now. I'm serious. Now just, just go ahead and, and, and have it saved in your YouTube search and, you know, thank me later. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you might as well, might as well. I was like, Oh man, they, they got her. They got her, but you know, wait, she is said, this Janelle Monet's body that they're showing on this? Yeah, or, or yeah. is it the background dancers? No, it's everybody's. Everybody's everybody's nips are out. See, ah, well, I, well, listen, it's all good. Whatever whatever she wants to do. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Um Janelle Monet and Janine Aiko, those are two women that I can honestly say I look at them from the neck up. Uh-huh. Like they are they are neck up reasons. Yes. Like those women, if I ever turned over on a bed, you know how you just be like, oh, good morning. You just look over. It's mm-hmm. Janelle Monet. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I did that. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even there for them as far as from the neck down reasons. I'm definitely there for them on the neck up. Those are just aesthetically beautiful women. But that was probably the main reason why I was such a big fan of Janelle Monae, because the neck up. Insanely beautiful and insanely talented. But, you know, now with this liberation type thing, you know, but hey, 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 it's all good. I'm not hating. I don't want to sound parental. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to yes, sound parental. Sound sexual. You can't you sound know. parental. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's cool to do what you do. But at the same time, it's like, you know, that that Christian conviction is still like, uh, that, that, uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, man, come on, yo come on but you know and yeah so just and i was just a little disappointed like uh no good thing you're married reverend credo oh oh yeah 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 that too uh so no i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking (laughs) i'm joking i'm like oh man oh man all right so another thing that i've been disappointed in is well not really disappointed but just kind of like i told y'all so you know John Moran is is in trouble again. Um, this time he's been suspended like indefinitely uh, for doing the same thing that he got in trouble for the first time. You know, he wanted to show his guns on Instagram Live, and the 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 trending phrase that is like literally number one trending right now is not NBA Young Boy, it's NBA Dumb Boy, and I just find that. One, hilarious because of who coined this phrase of NBA dumb boy. And that's former first round draft pick Kwame Brown. <laughs> he went on live and he <laughs> he roasted John Morant and he called that boy NBA dumb boy. And that thing is number one trending right now. And I I can't be mad at the phrase because, you know, again, I'm not trying to sound parental, but it's like, come on, man. Like, again, like, of course we didn't believe you when you sat and you did that, those crazy interviews with Jalen Rose and all that type of stuff. It sounded like you was reading from a script, but like, come on, bro. Like, come on, bro. That That's it. Listen, listen, no, 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 no. Listen. Ja, uh-huh. don't listen to Dante. Don't listen to Dante. Listen to me. You know who I am. I am Nassau Nuru. I am your situation analyst. I am your PR specialist. This is why I'm here. Uh-huh. And I couldn't wait for you to talk about this because I'm only, I'm only going to need one minute and 47 seconds on the clock because this all right. is all you got to do, Ja. All you got to do, Ja. All you got to do is tell. You tell the Memphis Grizzly organization that the gun that you were showing on camera was strictly for Dylan Brooks. That's what you got to say. Once you say that, they would have been like, oh, we got you. We understood. We understood. And for all, all the ladies, listen, there's only one gun that I show on camera, baby. Here we go. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> this is what heaven looks like right here, baby. This is what heaven looks like right here. Okay, I think I got 10 seconds to spare, but don't worry. I'm I'm going to end mine early and we give it to Donald. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, it's heaven. I'm disappointed. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Here we go. 
Here we go. What she say? What she say? I ain't even listening to her. What she say? I you said want me to go that's longer? Heaven, Is that I'm what you said? You wanted me to go longer? That's what you no, wanted me to I do? said if that's heaven, I'm disappointed. Oh, oh, what is <laughs> this? You's a hater. Oh, I know. <laughs> Girl, oh my goodness. You know what? You lucky, you lucky I like you. You lucky I like you. Oh Lord. You lucky I like you. You know I am. You know I am your dream on Monday nights. Don't you ever. <laughs> oh my God. Monday Night Raw is is when I'm there with you in South Carolina. Be quiet. <laughs> uh, right, this, 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 this would be fun. This would be fun. We got a show to do. We got a show to do. We got a show to do. I'm not even going to get too deep on the John Morant thing because it's like, you know, again, um, I guess if you were to listen to me, and I am going to get a little parental for 20 seconds, is I just need y'all, if you saw the video, you know, it almost felt like a setup because the dude that was driving the car, you know, they, they turning up the music, having a good time, you know, we, we do, we all do it all the time, you know, but it's like, then he looks over and sees that job pulls out a gun. Then he turns that camera right onto job with the gun out and then tried to hurry up and flip it away and act like, Oh no, I didn't want them to see that. But it's like, I, I just need, you know, I, I, I'm just going to say a sentence of my parentalness where y'all can be like, I, oh, I, unk, cool. But this could be a reflection of black culture. Yeah, that's right. I did that. I did that. Or if you want to be Republican about it, there's absolutely nothing wrong because he's just uh, exhibiting his Second Amendment rights. All right. So we got a show to do. And um, I hate you. <laughs> Because I've seen those arguments. I've seen those arguments today, and I'm like, Listen, man. He's just showing off his second amendment. Let that man be NBA dumb boy on his own account, okay? If you're not going to, listen, I ain't even have to watch the video to just Uh hear this madness. I never even watched it. But now that you told me that someone pointed the phone at him, again, have better people around you. You know what? I ain't going to lie to you. The realest person you need to be around, you may not want to be around him because of age, but listen. It's your father. Your yes. father, listen, even though I think he a little ratchet, but you know what? At least he has some type of, like, he has grounds for discipline. I like this guy right here. He all right. You know what I'm saying? But the, yep. the, the homies, the homies that you met that's on Key Glock Avenue, nah, you can't hang out with them. You no. are wilding. You are wilding. But, again, just tell people that the gun is for Dylan Brooks, and I think, you know, everything will be fine in a couple of weeks. All right? Yeah, speaking of Dylan Brooks, I know the perfect place that he can go. You know, them goons in Dade County. Well, we know how to shape that right on up. All right, so um, <laughs> them goons in Dade County. All right, check this out. Check this out. Listen, we got to talk about Keisha, who was out um, with having surgery today. Uh, get well soon, speedy recovery. Keisha with the AK, uh, you know, just... Yes, there's a long string of things, but we knew we, he was going to be out. And uh, I'll talk my trash a little later. But 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 this is Keisha's guy right here. We're talking about Jonathan Majors and the ongoing drama that's that's happening right now. Um, now the the next step in this Jonathan Majors drama is the fact that the lawyer has come out and and cried racism 
There's racism going on in the DA's office. This is a setup. They're trying to take down my client and they are racist in doing it. So I'm just going to read what this personally, this joke of an attorney has said, accusing the, the DA's office of racism. She says, the criminal justice system is saturated with explicit and implicit bias. When Mr. Major showed a white police officer the injuries the woman caused him, the white officer got in Mr. Major's face and taunted him, saying that if the officer were to slap Mr. Major's, the officer would break a finger. None of the white officers present investigated the assault of Mr. Major's. Worse, the district attorney has not indicated any intention to pursue charges against the woman or even investigate the truth. This glaring double standard between the treatment of Jonathan Majors, a black man weighing 200 pounds, and his accuser highlights the racial bias that permeates the criminal justice system. So Nas, I will ask you, as the situation analyst, um, do you think there is any credence to this racial component that this attorney has brought in when it comes to the ongoing drama of Jonathan Majors? Oh, see, you 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 messed up my late night show bit, man. Because I I in my in my hand I have uh the five takeaways uh from Jonathan Majors and Megan Good. If, if this rumor is true, them being what, together. Okay, we just hold on to that because yeah, ho- yeah, yeah hold on to that. Yeah, hold on to that. <laughs> I'm gonna answer your question. So you want to know about what what about it racially again? I just want to make sure I answer this correctly. I just wanted to make sure if you believe it, if this something that you would look into, or is this some more BS from her? Oh, oh, so I kind of don't want to answer it because it's, it's here. It's here in my it's top here. five. All it's right. here in my five. But I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say I like the approach. It's the wrong person doing the approaching as far as the lawyer. But we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's all I want to gotcha. say about that. All right. So, KT, so she, she said that during this incident, Mr. Majors had scars and, and injuries on him. But the police That's officers laughed. That's what KT said. That's what KT said. I had scars and stuff on my back. But the police officers laughed and said, you know what? If you ever got the chance, you would. But anyway. (laughs) But the officer said, listen, if I were to slap you right now, boy, I'll break a finger. You know, noting that, oh, you're, you know, well built and blah, 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 blah. Pause. But, you know, didn't even look at or even give any type of investigation to this girl. So that's a double standard. And the fact that they're not even trying to properly handle and investigate, there's a racial bias there. Do you buy what she's saying? I mean, it's believable. (laughs) I mean, with all the foolishness that goes on, it's believable. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if that really did happen. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting and seeing what how it all unfolds because I'm just I'm disappointed in this. By the way, hold on. By the way, two hundred pounds is not a lot. All right, like, like the man is about six one six two. Two hundred pounds sound yeah that 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 makes sense. That's that's about average. I mean, honestly. If you're a police officer and you don't weigh 200 pounds, I kind of want you to uh, step into the office and uh, get your resignation papers. Uh, sorry, your resignation papers. All right. Because in my opinion, again, police officers, CIA agents, I'm not saying you got to be of certain height, 
but I mean, of certain weight and build, I mean, come on now. I mean, that, that would make sense. I need you to run around, catch people, do a suplex if you can't shoot somebody, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, 200 pounds. Come on. That's nothing. That's that's actually yeah. middleweight. That's actually like like the heaviest of middleweight before you say, you know what, F it. I'm about to go to the heavyweight. Exactly. That's yeah, what I thought. I was like. When, uh-huh. you're, when you're tall, your, uh, your height is a lot of times most of your weight. You know, that's true. That's probably what put him at the 200 mark because he's not that big. And the camera makes him look bigger than he is. Okay. So in the midst of all of this drama that is unfolding, there has been very spicy rumors circling that while this is going on with Jonathan Majors, he is stepping out with making good, miss good if you're nasty. I'm saying so (laughs) now most people are like yo what is happening right now where people are actually coming to the intervention if you will of Megan Good like oh no girl what are you doing and while the guys is like you know hey city boys up you know so it's 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 one of those instances there so I would just say in all of this that's happening circling around Jonathan Majors KT Megan Good said you know what I know what it is to be a good woman. I know how it is to be a down ass bitch. And I'm going to ride by your side in a major, major way. Pun intended. Do you support this celebrity couple here? I see what you did there. I- <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I do it just to see how many like uh, disapproving looks I can make Nas do in like a span of three seconds. So now it's like a personal challenge for me. <laughs> So the one before it was really good. What I forgot what I forgot what joke. No, Miss Good if you're nasty. Yeah, that was great. Uh-huh. Yes. Now that was the top line, <laughs> top notch dad joke right there. Uh-huh. This one right here, this this major one, I'm I'm like. <laughs> I was gonna say major good, you know, because I think I put that in the script. I'm like, ah, let me see if I can, you know, finesse it a little bit. But yeah, that's you a personal what? challenge for me. <laughs> I got a dad joke for you on here, just ju- just for you. Don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> Uh, so what's up, KT? Jonathan Majors and Megan Good are apparently um, hitting it off right now. What do you think of that? That's a um, <clears throat> far cry away from, you know, the prayer um, and the weight and all of that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, that's different. Well, maybe, that's, you that's know, different. she... Maybe Sierra's prayer was answered in the form of this situation here, you know? Um, maybe this was the situation that brought them close together. You know, they they, they saw the light, if you will. Um, in Jonathan Major's case, you know, he he went back to, to the darkness, so to speak, because the snow bunny's been whooping his ass right now. So, you know, I I we mentioned this before. That every, just every guy or every person, they have that moment. They have that Negro moment. I'm, I'm going to keep it PG for a second. They have that Negro moment that, you know, I, you can dance in the snow if you want to. And it's okay. Dance in the snow. Make them snow angels. Chase them snow bunnies. Have your time. Have your time. But there comes a time where you're going to find that there's piss in the snow. And you have to come on back. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna have to come on back in the house. <laughs> okay.
<laughs> nah, it's okay. Take this away, man. That was that was that was exactly <laughs> that was definitely the moment for me when I stopped playing in the snow. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> you be falling up on something. Yeah, you see that little piece of the oh, shit. <laughs> scarred for life. No, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> It'd be tree branches and glasses at, <laughs> under the snow. You don't know what's under there yeah. when it's in the hood. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Nah. Nah. Nah, we good. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that no more. No, no, no. I stopped, I stopped playing in the snow when I was 12 years old. I said, oh, I saw that yellow piss in the snow? In the snow? No, sir. Uh-uh. No, sir. We ain't doing that. Um, Before I start this, uh, these five takeaways here, I just want to say, Miss Good, uh, because I heard that you're nasty. Uh, before you got before you got holy, um, you were better off just having a child with Nick Cannon because at least you would have got a job on his radio show. Come on, girl, think, think, goddamn it, think about it. Come on now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you should start getting yeah, some late night KT. music from me. That's fine. That's fine. I ain't saying right. that in that bag. I ain't saying actually that in that bag. shoot that to me and I'll I'll put it in there for real. Word. We'll get some uh, David Letterman stuff going on right here. This I, is this is this is for you, David. One of my my favorite uh one of my favorite talk show uh hosts when I was a kid. Uh, but here we go. Just five takeaways. Just five. We ain't gonna call it the top five. Just five takeaways. I am gonna uh ascend from five to one. Here we go. Okay. So number five. Number five. Five takeaways. By the way, five takeaways that I got personally. I ain't even read no news. By the way, people. This is my new thing. I'm not reading nothing. You know I love the research. You know I am podcast Batman out here. Right. I did, this is a because this is a rumor. This is gossip. I know nothing. All right, but I do have five takeaways. If this was true, all right. All right. Before I start this, this is how you do it. This, this is how a real hoes do it. Before I even start, I just got ads and everything. Dante, did you like my three takeaways about uh, Usher and um, Chris Brown? Did you like that? They were very entertaining and insightful. Yes. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You are the third person that said at least one of those words. It's all good. All right, here we go. Let's make this happen. Number five, because this is five takeaways that I got from Megan Good and Jonathan Majors being together. If this is true, here we go. It's good to see a woman. I don't want to say what type of woman, because it doesn't matter whether you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic, you're Asian on this conversation right here. This is for all women, all right? This is equality right here. It's good to see a woman who chooses a man who is on her level. And what I mean by that is that they're both unemployed. There you go. That's number five. Listen, we've been talking about this a lot. Like, yo, listen, you are starting from the bottom together. This is this is good. This is a start. I like the way this relationship is starting already. All right. Uh -huh. Number four. Four takeaways from Jonathan Majors and Megan Good. Number four. If the rumor is true, if it's true, this is a good way to get work. This is like, because again, we don't know if he's going to get canceled in white America, but this will be a great opportunity to know that Issa Rae, Jordan Peele, Ryan Coogler, Tyler Perry, and Spike Lee will definitely be on the phone ready for you, brother. So get ready. Get ready. You Listen, you stay with Megan Good. Those five directors are going to keep you. All right? Just want to let you know that. Now, now your opportunity to deal with Jerry Buckheimer or one of those guys, nah, that's over. Oh, Good night. That ain't happening for you no more. But Spike Lee, hey, listen. Spike Lee make you, he, he, you never know. He can, he can get you back. You get an yep. Academy Award out of that. All right, here we go. Number three, five takeaways, by the way, but this is number three right here. Okay, so wherever Megan and Majors go, right, wherever they go in life, like if they go to Iowa or New York or L.A., whatever, they should hang out with 
five, all right? One, two, three, four, five, KT, five of Megan Good's most ratchet friends, all right? And they all have to be black. I'm sorry. They can't be one of those, like, like the token white and the token Hispanic. Nope, nope, nope. All black women, all right? Because hear me out. What's going to happen is that they, we're gonna, uh, they're going to hire me to be the videographer, and we're going to just film them doing everything, having... Like, even if they interfere with white people, it don't matter. Like, whatever they're doing, this is reality TV because we're going to film the show and I'm going to sell it to VH1. And we got two names right here, uh, Dante, KT. Let me know which one you think. We have Living Good with Megan and Majors or Living Major with Megan and Major. You let me know which one you want. Which one? I, I, I like the second one. I like Living Major. I, I like, like Living that. Major as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, like Living Majors. What, what about you, KT? Which one you like? Ma living good with Megan and Major or Living Major with Megan and Major? Which one you like? Um, <clears throat> I like Living Major, but I would say with Megan and Jonathan instead of Megan and Megan Majors. Majors? Mm -hmm. that's, that's fire, it's redundant. though. Listen, you're redundant. Shut up. Anyway, listen. <laughs> number number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Always. You'll never make it in the TV business, girl. Get out of here. Anyway, <laughs> number two. <laughs> All right, I'm playing. Number two, I speed this up. Number two. So here's what, when you was talking about race, here's what I'm talking about here. Listen, Jonathan, fire the lawyer that you have, and you hire this man. His name is Carl Douglas. For those who do not know who Carl Douglas is, he was another lawyer that was on that OJ Dream Team that no one talks about. And he is the closest thing that we had to Johnny Cochran. If Johnny Cochran was Max. alive today, you would be free. Because he would make sure he would Afrocentric your ass right on up. The same way he did OJ's house. He would have already had this down for you. You would have been good. But, you know, like my man said. Pun you, intended. Uh, you would be good. You pissed. You pissed oh, my God. That's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. But you pissed in the snow. So anyway, the, snow. the number one takeaway <laughs> and the number one takeaway that I got from Jonathan Majors and Megan Good, Miss Good, if you're nasty, because this is a rumor, but we don't know. This could be true. And, and if I was Jonathan Majors, I would make this true. But um, the number one takeaway I got out of all this is that uh, I don't know if you heard about this, Dante. I don't know if you heard about this, KT, but I just uh, got a call from Marvel. I am casting for the role of Kang the Conqueror. They told me it's done for Major, so let's just... <laughs> it's a wrap. Good night, everybody. Yeah. For real. <laughs> it, listen, because it don't matter whether she, she put scars on you, too. The fact that they found out that you put scars on this woman, all right, this type of woman. I mean, listen, I don't care what type of woman you are, honestly. Whether you're black, you're white, Hispanic, any any race, any creed, realistically, something bad should happen. I ain't saying like bad, bad, but, you know, like some type of crime punishment, uh, punishment yeah. for the crime should happen if you're putting your hands on a woman to a point where you can see these marks and it's visible. So, yeah, that's all I want to say, man. My five takeaways. There you go. It's a wrap. All right, so KT, his five points. What do you think about him? Yay, nay, thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think about those five takeaways? It was all right. It was alright. Y'all are so adorable. I swear, I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. Hey yo, I hate you, yo. You got you the only woman I know with three titties. You got one sitting on top of your neck. Get out of here. Out of you. <laughs> Y'all are so funny. All right. So speaking of funny, we're gonna move right along here. Speaking of funny. Good old Sleepy Joe is, is back 
with some more funny takes. And once again, it just seems like he's stuck in 1927. Um, but I think that was probably the last time he actually had like his right mind. But before he made that 94 crime bill, um, he decided now to let y'all know if you vote for Donald Trump, you ain't black. He wanted to refer to us as still as the great Negroes. Um, he's still calling us Negroes out here. We ain't, we don't even use that term hardly anymore. I use it because it's funny. I think it, it triggers some nostalgia in some white Republicans, but, um, it, <laughs> but Joe Biden was recently doing a commitment, a commencement speech at Howard university. And, um, he decided to say some things to encourage the students to, to press on and to keep on with the keeping on. And he said some things that had some people, you know, give it a little side eye. So we're going to take a little gander and see what was Sleepy Joe talking about. And we're going to see if his intentions were, you know, were good or, you know, he's still talking some more of that bull. All right, y'all check this out. The harsh reality that racism has long torn us apart. It's a battle that's never really over. But on the best days, Enough of us have the guts and the hearts to st stand up for the best in us. To choose love over hate, unity over disunion, progress over retreat. To stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say it wherever I go. To stand up for truth over lies, lies told for power and profit. To confront the ongoing assault, to subvert our elections, suppress our right to vote. All right, so I'm going to give y'all two guesses to figure out what part of that mini tidbit there that had people like, really? Because I also give a hint, you know, he, I listened to the entire speech. It was about 26 minutes long. And I personally counted uh, about seven different times he said a variation of this thing that he said. So, KT, was there anything that was like eyebrow raising to you in that little tidbit there? I don't know. When Joe Biden starts talking, I, my mind starts wondering. Like, I can't. I can't focus on what just he's saying focus. because I just automatically just my mind just wanders off. I can't listen to him speak. He just just drifts, just drifts away into the the mm -hmm. far reaches of the imagination. That's what I happens. I heard him trying trying to say something about um, you know white supremacy being the uh, biggest terrorist threat to our nation, he said. Uh-huh. Well, that was close, but that's wrong. So I'm going to go over to Tanaz and see if he picks <laughs> well, Like I said, I don't be paying I attention. I didn't say my mind. I understand it drifts away. So... Yeah, I don't think I don't think white nationalists are are the biggest domestic uh, terrorist threat in America. I'm just asking questions. I ain't saying this right or wrong. 
uh, personally, would I say is the biggest threat, like active threat? Yes, I would think so. And, but I think there's, I think that is the root of it. And, you know, we got a lot of different branches and, and, you know, other things that stems from that. But I think that is the root because of course that is the seed in which this country was founded and, and planted on. So, you know, we've never dealt with that, and, but we deal with offsets of it. You know, this issue, that issue, this issue, what about this? What about that? But when you go to the core and the root of the problem, it started with the basis of how this country was started and it was white supremacy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Here we go. I have another question for you, uh, Captain. Um, what was the HBCU that Joe Biden was doing that commencement speech at? President Howard. Biden, my apologies. It was Howard. It at Howard. Yep. Okay. I believe the Bison's is the HBCU School of the Arts. Am I correct about that? Yes. For the most part. Okay. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna clown Howard too much because I I think we talked about this before, Dante. And as a person that went to an HBCU with the Norfolk State, um, wait, you went to HBCU too as, as well, right, uh, Dante? Mm-mm. Oh, you didn't go. No, I, I went to NC State. Oh, you went to NC State. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, big. Oh, look at you. Yeah, nowhere look at you. near. Look at you. Stop. You. Stop. Oh, I thought you went to like A and T. Oh, oh, NC. Uh, I might. I might as well. I might as well have went to A and T because I was always at A and T. The parties were lit. The parties were lit. <laughs> Caught a lick down there, A and T. I know listen, what's up, brother. What's my up? best friend went to A and T, so and, and that was my excuse to be at A and T all the oh. time. I was always at A and T, <laughs> but I hey, went to man, state. Shout out to uh, Russell Wilson, NC State, though. How about that? <laughs> yeah, NC well, State. About that. All right. So check me out. Check me out. Because my thing about HBCUs is that, and I hate to talk about this because again, I went to an HBCU. A lot of the HBCUs aren't specialized schools. I don't, I have a problem with that. Yes, it's not. It's not. I'm not here to point fingers at HBCUs or anything like that. I'm just saying you have a bunch of these kids here about to graduate college, and my thing is this: if we're going to sit here and preach about black excellence and what we want to see black people be the next generation of what white American has uh, set up here in this country, then I would like to see things like this. Oh, Nassau, you want to go to Norfolk State? I heard about you, man. Man, you got what a personality you got, man. I heard you're going to be in radio. Listen, we done set you up with ESPN right now. For, for real? Yeah, listen, as soon as you graduate, now I don't know what's going to happen once you get the interview. But look, we got an interview for you. Here's Scott Van Pelt right here. Scott just come out of nowhere. Nassau, can't wait to meet you in four years. It's like, yo, I'm going to do every effing assignment that they asked me to do here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm about to be set up for success. Everybody that's sitting down here with, with, with about to have a degree, watching Biden out of all people, like what? For I will get to that in a second. Watching <laughs> Biden do the co- co- uh, commencement speech, and you're about to take the biggest risk of your life by going into the working world with this degree without any real experience. You know what I'm saying? But we don't get into that. I don't want to do all that. Let's start with Biden for a second, because in my opinion, Biden did nothing wrong. I mean, all he did was just show up and got a check. From Howard University, all that money that these Black Americans parent, these Black American kids from the parents shoving. Oh, listen, HBCUs ain't cheap. All right, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know who told you that HBCUs is the discount school. No, they not. 
they cost just as much or more than yes. your, your normal state schools. All right. These like no disrespect to the HBCUs, but you you guys and girls have been selling the experience for quite a while and not selling a career. I just want to put that out there. All right. I just want to put that out there like that. And that's all all colleges, but again, this is our safe place, safe space to talk about our community. So I'm just putting that out there because my thing is this. Why in God's name is Joe Biden there in the first place? Like, why? He got better things to do. He got, he got to check on Ukraine. He got to check on our country. He got to check on Donald because that man creeping up behind doing all types of stuff. All right? This man just, yo, the man just beat a, 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 a not only a, my well, he ain't beat anything, but he made that, that deposition. They showing that on YouTube. The man looks like a million bucks coming out of it. A CNN, million they, bucks. Yo, they're blaming CNN for that Trump town hall, not Trump. This man just came off paying $5 million being liable for a sexual assault. Now, he didn't call it rape, but, you know, listen, I'm just putting that out there. The man just came out better than what he did three weeks ago. I just want to put that out there. Yep. You don't need yes, to be doing any commencement speeches right now, Joe Biden. No disrespect to you, President. I don't care whether they're black kids, Hispanic kids, Asians, nobody. You know what I'm saying? Your own kind. And then you started this speech from the clip from what I just saw about how racism is still going to be here. I'm going to tell you something. I understand where you're going with it. You want to give students a reality. But I also want you to understand something. You stood on the side of Obama for eight years. To black America, you're the closest thing to Obama we think we have. Why do we need to hear from an old white man that racism will never die? You're the president. Why don't you put something in place? I don't know. Throw a bill out. Yo, listen, we ending racism today. I don't care. Listen, I can't wait. I can't wait till one of y'all say something stupid. Go ahead and just say this black person should have known better. I'm locking your ass up. Do something. Do something to showcase that. You have to show some action to that. Here go me being a PR for you, President. But that has to happen because now you just basically told a bunch of black people, like, listen, protect your neck. Oh, you, you heard about that song. It's a classic song from the Wu-Tang Clan. Now, listen, I know about that because, you know, I hung out with Obama, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 36 Chambers, all right? This is the RZA, the Jizza, Old Dirty Basket, Raekwon the Chef, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I'm I'm more mad at the deans of Howard than my man Biden. You know what I mean? To be honest with you. I agree. Uh, yeah, like, I don't care if you guys are side-eyed in Biden. Like, y'all paid what? I don't know how much money y'all done paid the U.S. president for him to come down there. And I mean, mind you, you in his backyard technically because it's Delaware. You know what I'm saying? So he like, yo, no problem. Yeah. Come out here, chill. What's up? Yep. It's no big deal. You know I was heading out here for here, some but... fast food anyway. So sure, I'll... Walk across well, the no, street. this is this is this is like this is like Baltimore, Delaware, all that good stuff. Eric, definitely got some crab cakes. Definitely uh -huh. got some salmon yeah. cakes. All right, they got some yeah. got some good ass seafood. Oh, they got some. Oh, oh seafood absolutely. was great. Seafood so, was great. Probably hung out with Cisco. You never know. I, yeah, you you never know. You never know, especially now because it is voting time. So I expect him to be doing more commencement speeches at HBCUs. And just to piggyback, that's the main reason why a lot of people were giving side eyes. Just the fact mm -hmm. that, okay, you up here talking. All right, we, we get it. White supremacy, stuff like that. And the fact that he kept saying that, I'm not just saying that because I'm in a black HBCU. Now, mm -hmm. he, he repeated that also. I'm not just saying that because I'm with black people. I, I, I really mean it, guys. I really do. And they're like, and all I right. And I imagine him for that. Like, because yeah. he shook. He's the only white person there. You're at an eight. Like, yo, yeah. this is how dope it is 
sometimes to be white. Because even when they're at their most, like, they're scared. They're just like, listen, they hired me. <laughs> like, I'm the iPhone. It don't, they still need information from me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And besides, I'm the U.S. sitting president right now. So I'm sitting good right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can really do no harm. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I believe as president, it's kind of hard to get indicted when you're the president. You know when, you're, I mean? when like, you're the we'll active sitting president, but yeah, that's, that's basically that. It's Mitch just like I, I'm like, all right, it's cool, bro. Th- all right, cool. You that came in, you know, talk all right, white supremacy, blah 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 blah. But you know, all I'm saying is there's no anti-black or or hate crime bill for black people. Now, when the Asian attacks were happening, y'all got that pushed through real quick. Mm-hmm. But you know, as you sit here and talk about white supremacy is the biggest threat to da 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 da, we don't see legislation happening. But you want to sit here and, and talk to us, and, and I'm not just saying that because I'm I'm around a whole bunch of black people and uh, yes, just stuff are, like sir. that. You so are. I just want to see I just want to see two more things if I could. I I, I probably um KT I know you've been clocking me. Uh, put 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 two minutes and forty eight seconds on the clock. Two minutes forty eight seconds, and I'll be done. I promise. First things first, yo. If I was a student, I would be very upset that they are spending our tuition money on these celebrities. All right. Like I have I have a big issue with that. Spend that money on ESPN or or uh, I don't know, the Huffington Post, like just places where people want to need jobs at. That's all I'm saying. Like I'd rather you pay. uh, What's that Merrill Lynch off if you can get 40 of us in the building when we graduate like right. that? I I would appreciate that. And the second thing, yo. If y'all don't think that celebrities coming to celebrities doing commencement speeches are the biggest slap in the face to your students, then yo, you know what, yo, then, then you students are stupider than what you thought. In my opinion, you know who they should get to, uh, be, to be doing these commencement speeches? People that haven't graduated college. I'm telling you this, it would be a different experience. There's a guy, I forgot his name, but he runs this company called Brown Mill. Where's this business card at? I got all my business card right over here. Yeah, here we go. Brown Mill. Y'all gotta check this. Uh, it's a store over here in Newark. But he's a fashion designer. The guy left school his sophomore year. His second year of doing his fashion, he made three hundred. made over three hundred thousand dollars. They have this like on Yahoo Business. This is this is a real thing. I can uh-huh. show you how to clip of this. Now, of course, I'm not over here telling you that you can be this man right here. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that. I'm just making a point that it is it's a risk at the end of the day, whether you want to complete school and see what's going to happen with uh with your degree in academia or drop out of school and see if your skill set and what in your hustle and your drive can get you to all the riches that you already thought you was going to get in the first place. So yeah, I just wanted to say that because like in my opinion again, is Howard University's fault. You know what I mean? They should have never asked President Joe Biden to come there and talk to a bunch of black kids because all Joe Biden going to do is give you the Joe Biden speech. That was it. Yes, which is barely, you know, legible or intelligible. Like, I can barely understand what you're saying. Like, he said, he tried to say inaugural, and it was like, inaugulum. Like, what? The what speech? When I gave my inaugurable speech. What? What did you talk about? All right. Yo, I better stop talking about sleepy. I'm sorry. He got me saying that. No, don't talk about <laughs> President Joe like that. That man is still on Air Force One going all over the world. Like, yo, like, listen, man, that man, and I say this respectfully, pause. He has some, he had, he has, some strong bones, okay? <laughs> or oh, they a, a strong team. He has a strong, he has a, a strong team because I'm pretty sure they got him hooked up to every machine when he's on Air Force One. Uh, well, we, right, anyway. we, we know, 
We know Nurse Harris. Well, I don't know if Nurse Harris is looking to pull a plug, but I'm just saying. Yeah, somebody. I think a plug will be pulled very soon. Um, you know, all, all, all respect. No, no disrespect, no offense. <laughs> just business, Joe. Just business. Just business. All right. So um, we, we touched on this topic uh, maybe about two or three pods ago. Shout out to our, our listeners slash fan, uh, Miss Courtney, for bringing this topic up to us. And we spoke on Hi, it. Courtney. And hey, how's Courtney? How is she? How is Courtney, she? Courtney is doing well. Um, she is not single, she, by the way. Well. Yes, she, she's okay. not single, by the way. That's fine. But, um, email. but email. you are email. <laughs> email. <laughs> so, but hello, Miss Courtney. Thank you again. But Smokey Robinson, as we just covered him a couple of pods ago, he had a particular excerpt on this very topic that I thought was very interesting. And we, I wanted to take a listen to, to Smokey's perspective and see if it coincides with any of what we, uh, what we spoke on and see if our advice is kind of the same. So let's play this little quick clip and we're going to talk about it. Check this out. You have said that you resent the idea of being called an African-American, that yes. you are a black American. Yes. Explain. I think that when they call black people who were born and raised for generations in this country, if you accept the handle of African-American, that says that you don't accept being an American-American. You don't accept being born in Chicago or New York or Detroit or wherever you were born, for generations your family has been here, you know? Built this country too. Sweat and tears and all that, you know, fought in every war, okay? So this is my country here. So I, I don't wanna be called African-American. I'm an American-American. My people have died and done everything for this country. All right, so that, that was Smokey's perspective uh, of saying, you know what? I'm black. Don't call me African-American because my roots and my history starts here. Uh, KT, when it comes to the topic of, you know, are you black or African-American uh, and hearing Smokey's thoughts and perspective on it, where do your thoughts lie as far as black versus African-American? Do you side with him or do you have a, you know, a different perspective? What do you think? When I hear him talk, I know exactly what he's what he means and where he's coming from because um you know they'll use any any means to kind of separate us and make it seem like we don't belong here you know so i i get what he's saying um i never actually really gave it a whole lot of thought you know i always say i'm black or whatever, I don't too much do the African-American thing. Um, you know, people trying to be politically correct or whatever and using that term, but I say black. I'm black, blackity black, black. Okay. So, you know, black, black American, because we did build this country. Uh -huh. We've been here. Yep. Y'all brought us over here and we here to stay. Okay. So. Facts. Y'all built this whole country on our backs. So 
y'all y'all just gonna have to deal with it. We, we love America. We love it here. <laughs> oh God! We love you, America. You in the bad accent too? Like not we you love too? America. I'm being funny too. I'm, I'm not. Even, I'm not even trying to give you an accent. I'm just being just. just here is random Im- immigrant in the saw in the room. We love America. <laughs> Don't want to leave. <laughs> Born uh, in Detroit. Don't mind my not, accent. Not not always from. I have a Detroit accent. What are you talking about? Nah, <laughs> uh, uh, what what's your take on this? And, and what's I'm from Detroit. About? Detroit. <laughs> um, no, you know, before we even get into this, I have questions about uh Miss Courtney. Um is is Courtney Courtney had Courtney is in a relationship, like you said, and uh is yes. Courtney in a relationship with a uh hmm, uh no. you know, you know. No. No, well, I was gonna say with a white American. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Mm. She 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 is married, yes. She's married with a white American. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm gonna have to see a picture of Miss Courtney and her husband um before uh I start like really start answering these black questions. Because I don't oh I don't know what like, listen, listen, no, no, listen, 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 uh-huh. listen. I don't know why a married I'm saying this respectfully, Courtney, don't get mad at me. I don't know why a married white woman is looking to take African American studies right now and and you know, I'm just trying to figure this out. Trying to figure this out. Try to figure this out. Uh-huh. I'm email. Anyway, listen. So, <laughs> all right, email. What do you think about this, man? So I'll make a joke. No, 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 no. I'm just, Courtney. It's all love. I, I like to make. I like to have fun. It's all good. Thank you yes. for thank you for your, your questions and your curiosity. Everything is all good. It, it, I, I will say it's kind of weird though because you know you like you. I don't. You don't. I don't know if you're interested in. Black American men, or or like our life culture. I don't know the kind of conversations you're having with Dante, so I'm just having fun with this real fast. It's just weird to me. I apologize. I'm sorry, but um, what Smokey says is what Smokey said. He basically said what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, Dante, about right. the difference of how we feel about black black and African American. We basically made it equal. I think Smokey made it equal as well. It's just the fact of the matter, letting you know, like oh, I don't use this African American word because this is. Like this is it. Like the black American, this is it. And like we, but like what we talked about, black Americans usually are the ones that's going to say, "Dog, uh, my family is from Chicago. My family's from L.A. They're from Detroit. They're from Newark. They're from Flint. They're from uh, Richmond, Virginia. They're from Raleigh. And yeah, we are the descendants of uh, slaves. And that's it. We don't have any ties that we know of to Africa, except for the fact that we look like a bunch of Nigerians when they come over here. But yeah, other than that, we're good." And you know whatever. If so if, now, the African American term for me personally, I, I'm like KT on that. It's a political term. I don't mind the term. I mean, I don't have no issue with the fact that my roots come from Africa. I don't know where and when and how. Well, I don't how, but I don't know where exactly in Africa. So I don't have no problem with people calling me an African American. It's not like a smack in the face. So yeah, man, Smokey. Listen, you know what Smokey do, man. Y'all know what Smokey do when it come to Black America. He fit in there. That's all that he matters. He fit in there. He fit That's in there. That's all that matters. That's I all mean. that matters. That's what matters. <laughs> Smokey. Smokey. Listen, he said he still Smokey. feels like he got, you know, his libido is working just fine at 83. He said, I still fit in there. And I say this respectfully. I shouldn't even say this, but um, I, I hope you don't find me, but... um. 
and Smokey a blue-eyed nigga. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man hey you know but that where's the lie there's no lie there there's no lie there so you know it's, it's just dope to see that from from Smokey but I, I thought that was interesting because for me it was like you know if, if we have Smokey basically saying the same thing that we're saying then you know we, we're pretty smart that's all I'm saying we got some intelligence over here so you know, we're not going to steer as far as people like Miss Courtney. And I, and I understand there is a genuine interest as far as, you know what, I've gone my entire life and I haven't even thought about any of this stuff. So now I have questions, you know, the curiosities, the, um, it's just got the prejudices, the assumptions and da, 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 da. Let me just actually learn. Let me shut, sit down, shut up and just learn. Tell me about your experience here. How do you look at this world in America through your perspective, through your lens, because I only have gone by what I have heard. Now let me hear you type of thing. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So um, again, shout out to Miss Courtney and shout out to Smokey. He fit in there. He fit in there. All right. So <laughs> we're going to get this right on out the way. And, um, by now, I know we all heard the story and the tragedy of the homeless street performer, Jordan Neely, uh, who was literally choked to death by former Marine Daniel Penny. Uh, now, reports of threatening behavior by Neely is the defense of Penny and two others who assisted in his demise. Now, this happened what, maybe a week ago, a little over a week ago. But of course, after some pressure, uh, and backlash on the fact that, you know, Daniel Penny walked in, they questioned him, and then he walked right back out to enjoy his life. It's like, nah, something has to be done here. Uh, as of a couple of days ago, the date of this recording is May 15th, he has officially been charged with second-degree manslaughter. And, of course, that charge has brought the good old divisive conversation that we always see when a person of color is unalived. Um, and with this specific narrative, when they're unalived by a white person. Um, so I, I want to see what you guys know about this, if y'all followed it. Um, but the main thing I want to see, because the correlation that I've been seeing is that people are saying this is basically George Floyd all over again. So, uh, KT, I'm gonna go to you first. You know, I'm, when you're looking at this situation. You know, what are your initial thoughts as far as do you believe the situation? Because here's the situation. I'll go ahead and paint the situation for those who may not know. Um, now, Jordan Neely, he was, again, a homeless street performer. He's best known as doing Michael Jackson impressions. Really good. Because I watched a few clips. A really good Michael Jackson impression. Um, but he was homeless uh, on the street. Uh, he had a very tragic past of his mother being brutally unalived and packed in a suitcase and, you know, just all this traumatic stuff that's happened to him. But he's homeless. And during this particular incident, he was on the subway. He just kind of had, you know what, I'm done. I had enough. He was kind of yelling. He was going off in a rant. So he doesn't have food. He's starving to death and he's just tired of life. I don't care if I die. You know, he just kind of going off on there and people thought that he was being big and, and threatening. And Daniel Penny basically, literally just 
choked him, choked him out while others held his arms and stuff. And he applied this chokehold on Jordan Neely for 15 minutes. Um, and Jordan Neely has passed from that. So just from the situation, what are your initial thoughts on the whole thing? Is there any who is there is anyone wrong? Is is there a justification for the incident? Is the charge correct? Just what just talk to us. First off, I see no reason to hold somebody in a chokehold for 15 minutes. Even uh-huh. if they were, especially if you have help with holding them down, <clears throat> there's no reason to hold them in a chokehold. That's not necessary. You held him in a chokehold, knowing that his life was leaving his body for 15 minutes. There's no reason for that. There's no reason for that. Even if he was threatening. Okay, because you know, if we show any kind of emotion, we're threatening just because of the color of our skin. So, you know, but anyway, I, but I just, they're saying I that don't... just just a quick caveat. They're saying that he acted in self defense. That's that's his defense. He was in he was in self he was acting in self defense. Okay, you're you're acting in self defense by choking somebody out for fifteen minutes. That's self defense. When you had help holding him down, you weren't by yourself. You had help. <clears throat> Other people were holding his arms and his legs. There was no need to restrict his airway. You could have adjusted your hold because you weren't by yourself in holding him down. Y'all could have held him down until you got to a stop where somebody could have gotten the authorities. Because in my opinion, there's a way to tell when somebody's having a mental breakdown and when they just want to do bodily harm to you. Uh huh. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I just feel like this was just license for, I just, uh, it's triggering for me. I just, mm, I can't, I just don't see. What's your take from this Nas? I don't see it. See, it's a lot going on for me right now. And and, and KT, I feel what you're saying right now. Word is more. I, I really do. Um, I do. Because, yeah, this, no one's life should be taken like this, right? Taken like this, I apologize. So first things first, I just want to say this. The man is only being charged for second degree manslaughter? That's yep. it? That's, That's it. it? Not murder? Second degree manslaughter. So even if they did try to convict this man, even, like I know 15 is the maximum, but <laughs> that's not happening. He'll do you know 15 I mean? like months. This, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, that's. They're going to play them. The fact that he's a veteran. 
they're gonna play that card. You know that. See, but he's twenty four though. That's that's and that, the now card that... they're also going to play. I'm I'm sorry, Nas. Go ahead. No, no. What you about to say, bro? What you about to say? Well, on top of uh, what KT said, of course, because that's what they're already saying. He's a veteran. He's you know an ex marine. You already have people like Ron DeSantis saying, "Let's show, let's have our boys back. We're going to you know support yeah. him." He and all this type of thing. Yes. They raised a buttload of money for a him, buttload. which I'm I'm going to speak on that. Yep. They raised a buttload of money for him. Um, now, what they're also doing, why people are saying this is George Floyd 2.0, uh, the first thing they did was they bring up Jordan Neely's criminal history. They say, oh, he was arrested 41 times. And, oh, he was a, he was a criminal. Like, get into that. Like, I know, I know, right? I'm but I'm, th- th- that's just, I'm just saying, that's what just, they're yeah, saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So that's the narrative they're saying. Well, well, he was arrested 41 times, and many of those were for quote-unquote assault. And so, but it, but again, that's just what they're saying right now, as if they had anything to do with what was happening on that train, because not one person was attacked, not one person was uh, was threatened. He was yelling. And the, the most point of aggression that was shown by him was him slamming his jacket on the ground while he's saying i don't have food i don't have drink i'm fed up i don't mind going to jail and getting life in prison i'm ready to die this is what he's saying because okay right life is shitty for me right now and i'm tired right and that's all he was doing he was having a okay i am tired moment right now and you thought that that you was threatened so much you thought you were so threatened that Three men, one being Daniel Penny, had to choke him until he passed away. So here's the problem with New York subways, right? I I, I don't want to act like I'm, here goes my experience on the subway, but I be uh-huh. up here. So here's, here's the thing when you deal with the, the NY subways. I'm not even talking about the New Jersey path that takes you to New York. I'm talking about the actual, factual, A train, E train, all these letters. Yo. So you got a bunch of people that's that's on these subways trying to go home wherever they're going. Uh-huh. It's gonna be a lot of homeless people asking for money or maybe dancing for some money, sing for money. They're gonna do something, and trust and believe there's gonna always be a few of those few of those good people that are homeless that are gonna have those moments like you're talking about, and that and that in itself be looking like a show because when they when I read and um heard like yeah like. He slammed the uh, the jacket down and was saying, "I ain't got no food. I ain't got this." Oh, I, I already know how that looked. It looked crazy. Exactly. Like, it yep. probably looked crazy. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I am not over here saying that this man should have been choked out for 15 minutes. I'm just saying when people sitting down, very docile, because these are not usually people that's the people that's on this subway are not usually people that's looking to even have any type of physical altercations with anybody. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. they ain't got. Even if they wanted to get a fight, they like, man, I, I got something else to do. I ain't got the time. So this dude was like, I got the time, and he's too young for me to say he has that PTSD stuff going on, right? You know what I mean? Like you, he's too young to say that. He ain't, he ain't been in the military that long, in my opinion. I mean, if you let's say you was there since she was eighteen, six years is not that long of a time to me to make you say you can do some major pain shit and just be like, I don't care, Charlie, I'm going to do whatever. Nah, nah, doesn't, doesn't vote well for me. Like KT said, it was two other people. The person that was holding the wrist, I'm pretty sure they was doing that to check a pulse. Yo, I hate to be rude 
and I hate the George Floyd this right on up, but they might as well press charges on that man too. Shouldn't even said, shouldn't even been there because if you're holding on to the person's wrist, checking the pulse, you should have known five, six minutes in. Hey, yo, get off him, get off him, get off him, get off him, get off him. Hurry up, get off him. Right, exactly. You let that man do it for fifteen minutes. For all I know, you're an assailant. You know what I mean? Like you was part of it. You're a co-defendant at this point, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So it's. I don't know, man. It's it's weird and disrespectful because it's a Marine and in this Marine's mind, he thought he was saving people. The problem is the way he did it was foul play. Uh Uh-huh. But the good thing for him is that he's a white Marine and you have white Republicans like DeSantis, again, signaling dog whistles saying oh come on man he he fought somebody that had a criminal record he had over 40 counts of criminal activity he was a this good samaritan person, this homeless person you talking about like come on like like i would expect every homeless person to have at least seven eight counts of something on their jacket they're poor they're homeless they need stuff yeah i so that's all I can say about this. I don't really have a real super, super take. All I could do is just like I just did, give you all these observations, what I got, yeah. and then just make little certain tidbits of, of everything as I'm, as I'm talking, as I'm talking through it. Because realistically, this person shouldn't have second-degree manslaughter, should be having at least second-degree murder, if you want to use that term. Um, and again, I, I hate to be the one that be saying, you know, again, we're talking about over someone's life. So to just talk about how many years this person should have versus how many years he shouldn't have or what's, uh, you know, like, not, you know, I'm sorry. What, whether he should go down for murder or manslaughter is, is we know what he should be going down for. And right. this is, this is what makes this country so divisive right now, because we all can't say together that this was rude and egregious. We all got to be like, yeah, this was crazy, but it's always that. And it's all, that's just yeah, where we that. at right now with this country. It, it, it's sad. Like, that's like the thing with Biden. Even, even what yep. Biden did was so small and minute. But even with that, it can leave a country divisive because you put a white person in the middle of a, a, a black space, a black safe space, and they want to tell you that racism isn't going nowhere, but we're going to, but we're working on it by being pure. Nah, like that doesn't that doesn't sound comfortable. Nope. Doesn't sound comfortable. So yeah, man, it's, it's it just goes back to the black community does not have a safe space because the supervisors are white American. And it's always that. Here is this white person that gets to play citizens arrest. All the way, not just regular citizens arrest. We're talking about George Zimmerman style. Like I'm white, privileged, and I'm over here amongst my people. So yeah, this this nigga gonna get choked out. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say it like yep. that, but that's just but yeah, that's but the it is feeling what it is. of it. Yep. And, and I, I I dislike that man. That's all. Yeah, there's just different caveats that I'm trying to consider. Like, <clears throat> do I think it was racially motivated? No, I don't. I don't think it was based on race. Um. I think it was an absolute, I think it was a person who was trained a particular way and he just used his training. I also think that that training was a bit faulty because I know in any type of militaristic training, 
But even with like your martial arts, there's always a measure of de-escalation and problem solving, basically, to where I don't have to choke this man out. I can hold him a myriad of ways without literally choking him to death. And that's why, okay, I, I may, I can understand why they use manslaughter because I don't think he like, okay, I'm going to kill this nigga type of thing. But, you know, I think the force and what he has been trained and his and what he has the tools of how to subdue a person i I can see manslaughter but at the same time i do think that this manslaughter should not be a slap on the wrist because you took a man's life it may not have been quote-unquote intentional but it was still reckless enough to where even you the marine the good samaritan should have known better even because other reports it's like all right other people tried to step in and they were pushing these people away that's like trying to step in it's like okay that's enough and they're like no get away get back get back and i'm like okay if you have the wherewithal to try to keep people away from you and two other men you know holding this other man down i think it would have been like okay i'm crushing this man's neck right now maybe but that's where i can murder, change that's his where head the murder charge to come in at though i'm sorry I, that, that's okay. where the murder okay. charge to come in at, right there because again it's like you you the Marine, you telling people to stand back. You're not a police officer. No disrespect. True. You're not, like, in a, in a way, technically, you are law enforcement, but you're not a police officer. Like, you're not a foot soldier of the law in this city, in this in this place. You're, you're like Axel Foley and Beverly Hills Cop, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go there in that route. Like, you're going to but another frankly, jurisdiction. you are a civilian now. Well, so you you're a what? civilian now. 100%. You're, you're a civilian not, now. Actually, you're, you're, you're not, not even none of that. Right. You're not. And I'm sorry, but I don't think mm-hmm. that I can't say what was going on in his mind, but I find it far-fetched that he would have done the same to a homeless white person. I'm just saying actually because they are they don't even know that they're doing it but they have been in it has been ingrained in a lot of white people they don't even realize it to automatically devalue the life of a black person and because you're you add another layer to threat, that he's automatically a problem yep Add another layer to that, he's homeless. And we know how the homeless are treated in this country. So put those two things together. He didn't he didn't care that he was just taking the life of some he, he didn't it didn't register to him that this life mattered, I don't think. I don't think it registered right. to him because it is so ingrained in everything in this system, in this country. It is so, it's so interwoven in the fabric of everything that we are the lowest of the low. No, nah, like, no, she, she's right. The only thing about that is the court system ain't even going, that's too emotional for them. They ain't even going to go right. through all that. That's, That's the true. only problem with that. Because what you're saying is right. 
And I think a little bit where Dante, the only thing where Dante is saying that I, that makes a lot of sense, that that counters a little bit what you're saying, KT, is when he says, yo, I don't think that this is racially charged. In this moment, that may be true. But again, who he represents, where that's where KT makes a lot of sense. Yes. And I mean, and I think this is just who's rallying that's behind him. You saw a lot of New Yorkers come out the next day protesting because where KT stand at. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, this is what we saw. We saw a white person choke out somebody, choke out a black person seven minutes longer than what we saw George Floyd get choked out of. Yes. And this person ain't do nothing. And George Floyd ain't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? We got a civilian that used to, yeah, we got a civilian and we had someone in law enforcement. Law enforcement got this guy manslaughter. This is a civilian. Yep. What does he get? And I think that's where I think Black America is 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 at right now. Where it's like, okay, we ain't get to win this Chauvin case the way we should have won this Chauvin case. You know what I mean? We ain't get to do it. We ain't get to win it the way we supposed to win it. What about this one? How about this one now? Because right. he basically did the same thing Chauvin did, but he he don't have no type of badge, nothing. Yep, that's right. Because now you basically giving leeway to a bunch of white people doing <laughs> Zimmerman stuff now. Yep. That so is I, true. I, you know what? I feel you, KT. It, it's just that I maybe I'm where where with Dante is like when we you. We be watching these series of, of these courtroom series and you read these articles and you realize that the courtroom and these politicians like DeSantis, they don't they don't care about the emotion of everything. They just care about the politics of it all. Like when they talk about Neely, they're going to talk about these these criminal charges. I don't see a criminal at all. If someone's homeless, like this person is surviving, surviving. Know what I mean, Survi like surviving is the ultimate goal when you're homeless. Right. surviving i'm over here going check to check trying to pay rent like i'm surviving thank god I don't, i'm not homeless because ain't no telling what right. i would do you feel me ridiculous i've almost been so, there that's why right it really mm -hmm. just i've couch surfed <laughs> you know what i mean and you know had to sleep in someone's living room you know, I'm, I've been very close to it. Now I've been blessed that I always had a roof over my head, but that could have easily been me. That could have easily been me. And so it just, it hurts me. It it's does. a little different. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. No, hundred percent. And, and, and I just, I just, I hope, I hope that the judicial system start thinking about those things for real, for real, because like someone, even though someone was just surviving every day, man, that's still a, a real life. And that life is lost now over just over nothing, over starvation. You know what I mean? Just over trying to survive. You know what I mean? This person was felt as though like, Hey, I'm going to take this person's life out and uh, see, you know what? I'm with KT now because where does that come from? Like, right. what made you get up and be like, I'm going to put you in a chokehold for 15 minutes. I watch white people like Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger beat up people on the subway all the time. They just do boom, boom, boom. And then they leave. You know what I mean? It, that's it. 
That's it. People get hit three times, it's over. You know what I'm saying? They just they on the right. ground, they'll get up. This person put somebody in a chokehold for 15 in minutes. And that's not even You just basically just told a bunch military. of black people. That's not even just military training. There's something else going on inside that mind to make you want to do something like that. And they're going to say PTSD. They're going to say some BS. And, I'm, and, I, and I hope that they be like, nah, that ain't it, dog. You're 24. You're 24. You can do some pull-ups. I don't want none of that. You know what I mean? Like, like, like oh, man, yo. It, yo, listen. John Morant used that mental health thing, and they got him back in the league. Oh, wait. Wait till you see white America hit you with mental health issues. Oh, wait till this yep. one come out. Oh, now, of man. course, we can we can extend this, especially when mental health, because they're also speaking of mental health. Now, the thing is, you know, if mental health can be argued for Jordan Neely, but they're also, you know, trying to argue it for Daniel Penny as well. But it's like, well, for the Republican side, that is cool if you are acknowledging mental health and stuff. But, you know, a lot of you Republican governors over the states that you're in, y'all have religiously cut funding for mental health facilities and mental health services so that that's a bit of hypocrisy there don't scream mental health when when the facilities are in place in your states for mental health but you cut the funding and get rid of those programs i uh, I, I don't me, see Kunta. that excuse me kunta uh -huh. excuse me kunta um uh -huh. first of all we just gave uh 1.8 million dollars up to my man uh mr uh penny over there so yeah whatever we say is whatever we yeah. say all right right we're going to hey listen you 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 say mental issues, okay? You say you say yep. mental issues. Mental health, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I know this is, he was only charged a couple of days ago. I'm definitely going to be following this because, you know, I'm I'm interested in the conversation. And I, I feel like, honestly, if I'm just going to be honest, I feel like intellectually, I think the, the ability to think critically and objectively um, is very high among our, our group. And I would like to, and well, I like to take their points and their arguments and then break it down to make even the um, most loyal person to whatever side that you want. Just think about this and see it in a different way to where it actually makes sense all across the board and not just I'm supporting this because I was told to. Um, so we're going to be uh, definitely following this and see how this case goes. Uh, we're going to speak about this more. Rest in peace to Jordan Neely and condolences to his family. And, you know, that's that's where I stand with that. And I can understand why it is looked at as, you know, George Floyd all over again. Because, again, it's not even so much that a life was taking, uh, taken. It's just the first thing that happened is y'all did what y'all always have done and went to assassinate this man's character to justify this man losing his life the way he did. And that's just yet one more reason why I will never side with you people on the right, because you have no empathy. You have no compassion. You do not care, nor do you value the life of black, brown, or just melanated people. And that's when racist tropes and accusations is brought upon you. Because of course, when the role is reversed, then now you want to see and feel the outrage. Y'all raised almost $2 million for Daniel Penny in this situation. But I read, I saw the outrage, the anger 
of the support that was raised for the black boy who accidentally rang the wrong doorbell looking for his siblings and that old white man shot him in the head and y'all was so mad about the the overwhelming support that we raised for that little boy but now that the ro- the roles are reversed and you want to come to the aid of Daniel Penny, you act like you don't know what we're talking about. And that's what I'm trying to say, that I want to argue and look at things to where all across the board, the rules apply. But we also know that we're in America, so the rules don't necessarily apply to all, especially when accountability is involved. But okay, all right, we'll go ahead and we'll stop it there again. We can, we can keep going with this. Um I just want to thank you guys for for checking us out. This is another episode, episode 111, 111. And hopefully by the time, this time next week, um, I want to have a good two, three more episodes just in the tuck. I may just drop on y'all because I'm considering going back to the the two a week, but I'm just going to see. I'm just going to see. I'm I'm not quite ready to pull that trigger yet, but we're just going to say I'm thinking about it. But uh, I want to thank y'all again for for checking us out. If you are listening to us, please leave us a review and share. Uh, and uh, you know, it just it just helps us out. Thank you so much for those who are um, like it's just it's just growing audibly and on on video. But those who are watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. Just be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe. That's what helps us with the algorithm. So the more uh, engagement we get for every like comment subscription share for every action that you do that supports us the algorithm picks it up it puts it in front of more people that's just how the game works so we really do and you know it's free you know it doesn't cost you anything you you know it doesn't cost you to like share comment subscribe or do all of the above but it really helps us you have no idea how much it helps us uh thank you so much for your support so this is your boy, Dante. This is another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast with my girl, KT, my boy, Nas. We heading up to Jersey, NY. We got some work to do, baby, and we're going to get it done. So until next time, KT, I know I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but next time, next time, I got you. I got you. I'm going to make sure we do it in, in enough time to where, you know, everybody's plans can come together, you know, like the A-team, you know. I love it when a plan comes together, that type of thing. I don't know their names. I just remember Mr. T. All right, anyway, uh, this is another episode of Talk My Credo Podcast. Y'all stay fly, stay blessed, and until next time, peace out, y'all. For real talk and dope conversations, to the Talk My Credo Podcast. On all streaming platforms. Oh, yeah. Happening on social media. And subscribe to us on YouTube and Talk My Credo.